Bon, we're back for part two because <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> we're just getting used to the technology. I, and we, I, God, man. <laughs> we, do, we, don't have a, we don't have a Harry Parrotton who, who knows it all to be, a, be able to help us. But we're going to try again. Hello. Hi, everyone. This is the ULIP Music Show with Harry and Joe. Hi. That's a working title. I, I don't know if you... I don't even know. <laughs> if you like it, that's fantastic. That we works. can go with that. Lovely. Yeah, definitely. So, Joe and I are two ULIP students. We are here based in Paris, and we both have a jimongous passion for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we thought to bring back the, the music show that was originally done a few years ago, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful show done by Joe and Harry and Tom. I think there was three of you. Yeah, there was us two. It was a good group. Yeah. And yeah, so we thought for the first episode of this uh, show to do kind of introductions, I guess, formalities, as it were. Um, to just, so you get to, just to getting to know the hosts. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. Here's a bit of backstory. Here's yeah, why exactly. we're qualified to talk about music to a point. We're no, like, super He's mega performers. I'm not qualified. You're, no, I'd argue you're more qualified He's than myself, qualified. but stop it. You're yeah. too kind. <laughs> So I th- we were going to start off by just talking about like our, our history with music, mm. essentially, and just like, just like, yeah, Harry, tell me, tell us about like your history with music. I shall. For the second time. Thank you. For the second <laughs> time, yes. Uh, so I grew up in a little old place called Worcester, where the sauce is made. Everyone knows where the sauce is made. HP sauce. HG sauce. <laughs> Oh, it's Liam Parents. Those are those are two <laughs> different sources to be to be technical about it. Yeah. But I I will argue with that another time. <laughs> anyway, uh, so growing up, I had an interesting experience of my mum and dad uh, separating when I was quite young. So kind of musically, I experienced two different experiences when I was with my mum and also when I was with my dad. With my mum, it was more pop and soul kind of influence. A lot of things like. George Michael, things like Seal, kind of just more, not like complex, but I guess more like emotive yeah. kind of uh, like artists and stuff, which I really enjoyed as well. And I think musically for me allowed me to kind of connect, I think, with lyrics, which I never sort of thought about outside of like, yeah, you're singing these lyrics. And even when I sung in high school, it's like, yeah, you're just saying words. Do you think, do you think that like you, you, you would sympathize more with like lyrics rather than like musical content. Ooh, uh, oh, I feel like that. <laughs> the the cough out answer is it depends. Yeah. But <laughs> on a on a general thing, ooh, I I guess the music because like the lyrics are one thing, yes. But you could have some really beautiful lyrics put behind some like shit. Some trash. Like, some hot trash <laughs> in the background. You get like some SoundCloud rap kind of like beats on this like beautifully spoken. Don't, don't go after SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> oh no, this right? is not a good we're stuff. N- we're not about to. We're not about to go after SoundCloud rappers. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll hold my hands up. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> See, the good thing about this is we both come from quite different musical directions. So yeah. I, I yeah. Feel like we, we cover a lot of the bases. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, where was I? Um. Oh, uh, the importance of lyrics versus the actual accompaniment. I'd say the music itself is more important just because I feel like, yeah, lyrics are one thing, but if you are able to do something with the instruments there, 
I don't know, I feel like that's maybe easier to create like a place or an emotion or something like that. I feel like, like atmosphere. Yeah, that. an atmosphere. I feel yeah. like that can help you again. Someone could say it's some complete nonsense. Maybe like a SoundCloud rapper, who knows? But <laughs> how are you? Let's let's keep getting. This is two right. for two, uh, three, and I'm out the door at this point. <laughs> but yeah, you could say anything, and it wouldn't matter because the rest of it, the rest of this world that's being created, just like transports you absolutely. Yeah. So I would probably say the music rather than the lyrics. That's a very kind of like important thing I think as well about music and like its transportational value. Mm. Like it taking you said creating like musical landscapes and all that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Anyway. Uh yes, sorry. Um well I guess uh, on that I should probably ask your opinion. Do you also agree that the music's more important or would you say the lyrics? Um Well however you nicely worded it, I feel like I I don't know, I I feel like as someone who grew up playing classical music and jazz mm. jazz music that ha- music that a lot of the time doesn't have lyrics yeah i would kind of continue with the thing the the thing that puts that makes my hair stand on end is musical content personally Ooh. okay the thing that kind of gives the thing the, the those tracks that give you goosebumps and those chords and all those sort of stuff mm. it's, it's like it's harmony and it's melody you know the stuff that kind of really like makes you like feel stuff I think lyrics are very important and lyrics can be very beautiful. There's a song I've been listening to recently called Agony by Young Lean, which like mm. is about kind of like him going through this p- very like horrible period of his life. And like the, the thing that makes me, that kind of makes me f- connect with it a lot is the lyrics there. But I think it's also the, the setting of the music itself. Do you know what I mean? So I, mm. I'd go for kind of like, if I had to, because I think it is, it is one of those, I yeah. agree with you, it's one of those cop-out answers, isn't it? Like, oh, it like, depends. Yeah, it depends, isn't it? But like, I would, I would definitely say like, if if I had to pick one, I would just go for like music and instrument mm. in- instrumental. It creates the the world that you're in, yeah. and then the lyrics help you find your path through it. You know, you're just too good. Man. You should write a book or something. No. Like you, you'd be you're just so wonderful with words. <laughs> you could be I a get, SoundCloud. Rapper. I'm wonderful Who at knows? chatting shit. <laughs> so I could definitely be a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we just put some auto tune on that. We got some like random beat online. Millions. You don't need a degree because you can make all YouTube. that money. Yeah, steal a beat. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to the back to the history of me. Yeah. Uh, that sounded very uh, quite <laughs> narcissistic. Back to my story. Um, so yeah, my mum's side was more like pop and soul, kind of emotive more side of things, and then my dad was more like, I guess maybe experience. So things like rock, uh, sort of that kind of genre. So. Yeah. Things like the Rolling Stones, Queen, the Beatles, all of that were yeah. just sort of, again, different worlds almost, but a fun like combination of both lyrics and music yeah. where, yeah, they could say some nonsense, but like there's a driving kind of rhythm or beat to it that like makes you want to get up and dance or makes you want to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, get down and cry, <laughs> whatever, <Yeah. laughs> whatever they're trying to go for. But I think it's because my dad was a really big concert goer. Yeah. I remember in his apartment, he had like framed all his like tickets of concerts he went to for like 40 years or whatever. So Crazy. there were a lot, a lot, a lot of tickets. And he would always tell me about, um, I think in our hometown as well, when Queen were like starting out, yeah. I'm not sure if it was Queen or the Rolling Stones, one of the two, they played in Worcester 
and like he remembers that as like a i think it's a bingo hall now yeah but like he, i always remember him like telling me about that experience and stuff and seeing someone i think it's fantastic when you see someone like uh, before they were famous kind of yeah, being, yeah, yeah. like discovering them in a sense yeah. and i think he had that moment a few times with with bands like that and it was cool that he could then see them years later and it's like well i saw you like 30 years ago and yeah, look at you now like exactly. where's my check i made you <laughs> i made you famous yeah yeah uh but yeah really cool experiences with both of them uh got to see a few concerts which was quite cool i saw queen as my first concert which was fantastic insane so saw them and paul rogers saw you two as well with my dad mm-hmm. saw seal with my mum. uh went to i've been fortunate to go to like a few festivals i went to one um it was the last of its kind actually it's called big chill i yeah. don't know if you've heard of no, that I've never heard of it. it's a wonderful festival in i'm gonna go with hertfordshire i'm, I'm back on my laptop researching because uh, i can find the lineup as well yeah. so basically it was 2011 it was meant to also happen in 2012 but because of the london olympics mm. they like thought well we don't want to take away from that because they were about a similar it time was such a big event as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely so they then were looking to do 2013 and they just never got the funding and it really? just stopped so it's a shame man yeah it's it a real a shame because it's a really cool festival yeah. So this was in Ledbury in oh Herefordshire, sorry, not Hertfordshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, started in the nineties, and yeah, I mean for a final lineup, I'd argue this is pretty like good. Mm. So like from the bottom up, bottom up, you had people like Crystal Fighters, which I discovered, who are really like experimental but also fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, I'll just go through some of the other names. You had the Positive Force, uh, Wild Beasts, Nina Cherry. Uh, war paint. Uh, I've seen war paint. You've good. seen war paint. I think I saw. I think I saw war paint at like a festival, like like latitude or something. Oh, back okay. in the day, Yeah. Uh, there was also uh, Rodrigo e Gabriela. Heard of them. Yeah. I have also heard of them, and obviously now seen them. Yeah. I think on other stages we didn't get to see them because I think it was along similar times as sort of the main stage, but people like Aloe Black and stuff were there, which was quite cool. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess the main sort of people were Robert Plant mm-hmm. and the Band of Joy, uh, Empire of the Sun. This, You know, Robert Plant's son, I think, is the owner of, you know, the, the, the brewery Beaver Town? Ooh, I, think his I son, don't. I think his son owns Beaver Town. The guys who do like Gamma Ray and Neck Oil and all those like really lovely okay. fancy beers. One of my favorite beers, yeah. Oh. A bit trivia. All, all the fun facts here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Robert Plant. Uh, there was Jesse J as well. God. This was like Lost pri- like price tag, like Jesse J. This was, she was on, like on crutches. Oh, yeah. Like she, she just broke like, her foot. Yeah, she broke her foot. So she like did the whole gig on crutches. Jesus. Which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite, I think, a difficult time for her as well because that was recently after the passing of amy winehouse yeah yeah. so that was quite a tough sort of like time for her i think emotionally but she still gave like a really good performance and it was nice that she could kind of like i think she did like a song or two of amy winehouse that she was able to kind of honor her we forget about jesse j as well she was a great singer yeah even if if she's a bit corny early 2000 early 2010s like she's a great singer she has such talent absolutely shout out jesse j shout out jesse j (laughs) if you're listening she will be she will uh, <laughs> uh and then the main two were well the first was the chemical brothers 
Oh, nice. I've been, Which, to, a, I've been to a party where they were there. A pa- you went to a party where the Chemical Brothers were there? That's like a story. That you know? Is that a story for another time? Might be a story for another time. But yeah, I went to a party and they were DJing. That's in- what? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you have all these stories, man. This is no. fantastic. <laughs> and I guess the main event was Kanye West. Really? Yeah. You're joking. No, it was what, what album was it? Like graduation or something? Uh, or like... My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Wow. Yeah. Oh my days. <laughs> it was nuts. That's insane. He was just in Herefordshire, in <laughs> Wales, just yeah. chilling. Yep. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious that he's been to Herefordshire as well. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh, incredible. It was really, yeah, it was a bit of a mixed bag though, because like it didn't start well. He was half an hour late. And he was like unwell. Oh, so like classic. His voice wasn't great, but I think because a lot of it you could get away with crowd participation or like audio backing, I guess, or yeah. like he could just like chime in every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was so cool. Really? And like, I'd love to see Kanye. Power and all of the lights and all of the f- like just oh, big know, hits. Yeah. Done that was amazing. That's crazy. Absolutely. You saw awful. him before he went absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like downward spiral. Yeah. You, some the Trumpism. Argue. The Trump stuff. Uh, yeah. Jesus was a bit man. I don't know I how much Jesus. you know. Really? I love Jesus. One of I, my favorite Kanye albums. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't like of shame or whatever. Sorry. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my favourite kind of anyway, anyway. Damn. Uh, anyway, your musical experience. Yes, sorry, I will continue with that because we can talk about festivals and stuff for another time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we will definitely have a Kanye West chat after this. Oh, so. 100%. Um, so, in high school, because this festival was right before I went to high school, I ended up in a lot of like choirs, did a cappella singing, which was all the rage in the 2010s. If it wasn't Jesse J, then it was like Pentatonix. Pentatonix. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. I've all never seen Pitch Perfect. You, to be honest, you're not missing much. <laughs> like, some of the arrangements are quite good, I'd argue. Like, through Pentatonix, I ended up listening to a lot of acapella music, which yeah. is kind of like, I guess, scarred my like 2010s of musical listening. Yeah. I got shamed by my brother a lot of like, you only listened to that one Disclosure album and that one Pentatonix album. <laughs> like, that was... If Spotify did, like, top songs of, like, 2014, 2015, yeah. it would basically be, like, the one Pentatonix album, the one Disclosure album, and then, like, three times more. Yeah, Because yeah, those yeah, are the yeah. only songs I listened to. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite embarrassing. But they did have some really good stuff. Anyway, they tried to inspire us with all of this, thinking that we'd be as good. We were not. There are recordings. There's a few recordings. There was one I mentioned uh, previous. Uh, You can find it on YouTube if you type in Tudor Tunes because our school was Tudor Grange. Uh, So if you type that in and like Voice Festival 2012, there is a painful eight-minute recording of us doing a Top Tunes medley as well as a Coldplay medley. Coldplay medleys were all the rage back in the day. They were. And to be fair, we won Best Arrangement for said Coldplay medley. Crazy. Although when you listen back, it sounds horrible. (laughs) So I don't know what they were smoking, the people who were judging that. (laughs) But there is a really funny bit at the end of the Top Tunes medley. I won't spoil it, and I will let you see that for your own eyes. But we got inspired by... We also got to sing with them. Do you know Out of the Blue? No. They were on, like, Britain's Got Talent and stuff. They were, like, I guess the Pentatonix, like, UK equivalent. They yeah, were, like, yeah. pretty big, and they did sort of the major talent shows and stuff. So we got to do, like, a workshop and stuff with them. 
and they did like a certain bit in one of their things. So of course our teachers saw it and they were like, we need to do this in like our arrangements as well. So yeah, we yeah. did. And yeah, it's quite funny. It worked, but it was, <laughs> it's, it was... it's painfully embarrassing. We've all been there though, man. It's, it's rough, there. absolutely. So did choirs and stuff uh, throughout high school, did a lot of shows, like uh, sort of drama stuff as well, which was really fun. Then towards sixth form, I started taking lessons for a few things. So I did uh, like voice lessons and did a few grades for singing as well as piano I did for a few years. Yeah. So that was really fun to sort of help for like just being able to appreciate music and a be able to play things, but also yeah. write things because I dabbled in songwriting and still do. Not to more, any great... More than dabble. <laughs> well, I have... Yes. Okay. So I have stuff published, but it's not good it's not true at all well i mean it's recorded in my dining room yes i did have mics but it's not like my dining room is studio proofed yeah, so you get all this feedback the piano's out of tune it's not like you recorded it in abbey road though do you know what i mean like, <laughs> i mean if i had the money that would be fantastic but yeah. unfortunately not so did all that uh got a few cool experiences as well i did a um i did a uh, do you know teach first yeah 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 so they had a number of events and they thought, oh, it would be um, a really good idea if you, like, our choir, like, went to go sing for yeah. them, which was cool. So they had an event in Warwick, which we didn't realize the scale of until we got there. It was, like, a sizable, like, theater or whatever. Yeah. So our guy who was meant to do, we were still on the Coldplay medley stuff at the time. Mm -hmm. So the guy who was meant to do the first solo was unwell. Yeah. So I replaced Forsyth solo. But I didn't realize it was in front of a thousand people. <laughs> and I was like 12. So my singing was like no. way down there. I had no real ability. I couldn't even do like the second half. What? It was the scientist? By Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, by Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't yeah. even do like the bit of the chorus, like the nobody said it was easy. Yeah, Stuff yeah. like that. I had to give that to someone else because my voice wasn't like prepared. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say I don't know if it was much better there by the years on but who knows uh, I didn't warm up that's that's my excuse that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that was really cool and the second one um, I got to sing in the Royal Albert Hall nice which was so much fun we did like a we did like a school kind of thing uh, for Handel's Messiah great yeah so love that uh, set and we did like I think the opening the the main event the hallelujah and yeah. the like closing but then there were like a full orchestra four soloists yeah. and all of that doing the rest of it for people to watch mm -hmm. so like my parents were like all the way up there and i'm like oh look at me i'm singing yeah, hallelujah yeah. and stuff it was just so cool it's a really really fun experience it's a great space as well yeah it's such a lovely space absolutely yeah. when i've seen stuff for like the problems and things like that yeah. it's like because I saw those years before, like, oh, that'd be really cool to sing there. And then, like, 2015, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. This is <laughs> it's, it's really weird, but it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. And then, what, came to uni, did Music Sock. So we did a that few events. Former head of Music Sock, right? Former yeah, head yeah. of Music Sock, yes. I wanted to carry it on this year, but I had, like, 
three or four other societies to also do so. You're the you're the permanent. You're in my eyes. You're the forever head of music. Oh, no it's like North Korea, in it. They've got like <laughs> the, the eternal head of music song. I di- I didn't expect to be compared. <laughs> I didn't expect music sock North Korea to be a comparison. My eternal head of music sock no matter what anyone says. <laughs> well, let's not discount Harry Perrison. He did a lot of the tech and the behind the scenes. True, so yeah. there'll there'll be eternal love for him as well. So. Listen to his music as well. I think he has a number of songs. Check him out on all the streaming yeah, yeah. services. Shameless plug, all <laughs> of that. Uh, but yeah, just did events and stuff here. Met wonderfully musically talented people such as you. We met yeah. on the JDR. Not on the JDR. Like the Taste Today. Fates, Fates it's like day. worlds collided. It was you, me, and Harry Perrotton. Exactly. Would be in Sean. And that was like the super group almost. Yeah, literally. Because I spoke to people, I think this was like a month ago. And we talked about JDR and stuff like for this year, like, oh, what's going to happen and stuff. Mm. And they were like, to be honest, I didn't even like my JDR. I'm like, what do you mean? My JDR was sick. I met four really cool people. We had a sick time. Yeah. And we ended up like traveling around the area that I now live in. Yeah, literally. It really came full circle, which was mental. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a really fun time, music and such. And obviously now doing this. Yeah. For as long as we as long as we can, I guess. As long as we can, as long as I don't screw up the fucking <laughs> No, I'm sure it'll be yeah. fine. We've sellotaped the microphone. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. If you can see it, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> we got some big red tape yeah. to make sure that it doesn't move, but so it's Joe proof. It is it is Joe proof. Right. <laughs> that is my story. What about your story, Jack? Um I grew up well, my dad played the trumpet. Um, and like come from a family of like my dad playing the trumpet my uncle plays the guitar like church kind of having a big influence on like my family's life on both sides um dad played the dad played the trumpet i started playing it and then he uh and then he got me lessons because he couldn't be asked to hear me go for his <laughs> trumpet anymore um and then yeah just kind of played trumpet in primary school played trumpet in secondary school did all did all kind of like orchestras and all that sort of stuff and then like i did um a lot of work with like the lso which is um the london symphony orchestra i was very lucky in my time so playing some fantastic spaces mm-hmm. the barbican the um albert hall the festival hall um work with a lot of amazing people a lot of like like phil cobb the principal trumpet of the lso um got a couple of um things from him lot of a lot of great advice did like um the opening ceremony of the olympics in london which is like wow to this day a very good very good memory of mine yeah yeah. Saw like usain bolt and stuff like that which was quite cool gosh and like a lot of classical stuff and then at the same time i started um working with like um tomorrow's warriors the Mm -hmm. organization that has kind of the youth organization that has brought us many musicians and kind of like helped mature many musicians that we see today in the london jazz scene such as like nabai garcia um, Dylan Jones, Ezra Collective, Ife Ogunjobi, um, Mo- Moses Boyd, like the list goes on and on and on. It's a mm-hmm. fantastic organization run by Gary Crosby. And they actually came to ULIP last year, which was really cool. Oh. And they, yeah, I saw them, which was really nice. I had no idea they came to ULIP. Yeah, they came to ULIP and did like a talk. Which oh, is really cool. right. So, um, and I saw them, it's the first time I'd seen them in ages. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like trumpet was always just kind of like the thing that I did and then started, mm. started playing with like. Um, some bands in London, Brass of Mind, um, playing around South London. That was from when I was like 16. And that was great as well, because like, I'd be playing in these bands. I'd be playing in this band and then like, 
they'd they'd be playing because they're all way older than I was, and then like we I'd like get into clubs at sixteen. Yeah. Because they'd be like, he's with the band, and it would like gas me up. <laughs> That's like, quite cool. Properly, yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. It was really good. And like, mm-hmm. just kind of like, it was just my whole life was just playing trumpet, like, and that's the only thing that I ever kind of knew. Yeah. To, not the only thing I knew how to do, but only thing I could kind of ever envision a future of. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then like, it just kind of got to the point where I was just like, wow, like I was doing junior guild hall, and I was like just playing more and more and more and more and more, and it was like great, but like, just a part of me kind of doubted myself and kind of doubted my doubted like that path of of I don't know. Like I just got to a point where I was I was about to apply for music college and I kind of just like sat down and had a moment with myself and a moment of reflection and went, do you actually want to do this? Mm. And it was the kind of, I don't know whether it was my commitment or whether it was, it wasn't, no, it wasn't my commitment. It was just because I think it's like, I just wanted, to, I just could see myself, I could see myself doing one thing forever. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't see myself, I have, I have so many other passions and I like politics and French like I do now and, and other things that I'd, I wanted to pursue and I, I'd love to, I wanted to kind of take a year out and kind of assess my options, you know, mm. and like be, see, see, try something different. Like yeah, yeah. the world has so much to give. Like, and I, I have so much respect for people who, who commit their life to music from a very early age. You know, you, you mm. see people like Shaky Kind of Mason and the Kind of Mason family, and and like lots of I have lots of friends who, um, my friend Drake is at the Royal Academy, incredible wow. like oboe player and piano player and singer, and mm. lots of people I know have kind of committed their lives to that. But for me. At that point in time, I just, it wasn't, as, as I kind of said before, the idea of sitting in a underground, like, practice room for, like, four, five, six, seven hours yeah. and just practicing on my own. For me, the, for me, the thing about music and the, the thing that kind of, for my whole life, the best part of music was the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Every bit of music, the, the, my, my favorite memories of music in my life I've been the, the 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 parts when I play with people. Be that when I play with the LSO and I play with friends in orchestras, or I I played in bands and we do gigs, or I I I don't know. All of the best parts. Are, or we go to tomorrow's warriors and you go to the Saturday sessions and like you're playing with people. My favorite bit of music was social was the social aspect, seeing uh-huh. people and being with people mm. and making music with people. And for me, the idea of so much kind of introspection, and so much playing by myself and having to hone my craft on my own. For me, wasn't that wasn't what music? Still, for me, that's not what music's about. Yeah. The music that I play today, the music I play, I, I I play with some people at uni, like kind of on and off and all that sort of stuff. Music for me is such a social activity, mm-hmm. and it's such a, a way of getting to know people and, and playing with people. And like I understand music through the lens of friends and family, and through kind of playing with people and creating an environment together. You know, mm-hmm. so the idea of this kind of individual study. Just I don't know I I just don't think it really appealed to what I saw in music what I yeah. see in music as you know so I decided to kind of just try something different mm-hmm. and music is like music's a part of me a hundred percent but kind of I said like I said in the last thing before <laughs> like I wanted to define my own relationship with music and not have music define the relationship that I have with it yeah and just because I've done it for my whole life doesn't mean that that's all that my life has to be mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to find a point where i feel fulfilled but also but if for, for me to feel for, be fulfilled i have to have other things in my life other than music yeah. do you know what i mean even mm-hmm. though it's a big part of it so it's been about ever since i kind of came to uni it's felt it's definitely been a journey of redefining my position with music and, and mm-hmm. making sure that because there's definitely been times when i haven't played for four five six months yeah 
like and my trumpet just is in my room in my flat and like i just don't touch it and it's collecting dust and all that sort of stuff you know and that that is equally depressing to me and that mm. that equally gets me down because i don't play yeah but at the same time i like i have so much other stuff but the reason that i was doing that is because i was invested in so much other stuff mm-hmm. in as in in union and other stuff that i was doing and yeah, getting involved yeah. in kind of other passions so it's going to uni has really been kind of like a sitting down and kind of re- revising my relationship with music and, and making sure that like I'm, I'm equally happy with both kind of with different sides of my life you know definitely so yeah that's kind of like my, my musical experience is definitely it's music is a part of my life and will always be a part of my life it's given me some of the most amazing experiences of my life mm-hmm. 100% and but it's, it's, const- it's a constant evolution yeah it's a constant evolution and, and the, the relationship is constantly evolving mm-hmm. and the way in which kind of music interacts with my life doing this podcast now and kind of playing music at the moment in comparison to what i was doing maybe six months to a year ago music is now a lot more present in my life yeah and that's exactly how i'd like it and i'd mm-hmm. love to be playing more gigs like in in first and second year i'd be going home kind of like every month or every couple of months to do gigs which is and amazing. i'd love to do that yeah definitely and i'd love to, to start doing some stuff here but yeah man it's just it's a journey and like it's definitely been a really long road from when i first picked up the trumpet when i was five you know mm-hmm. and like it'll it'll continue until i'm 90 you know like just make, making sure that i constantly make i'd reassess and reassess and reassess and reassess because that's the only way that you can nothing stays stagnant you know yeah and like you have to m- make sure that you, ha- you you have these kind of things in your life so yeah that's my that's my musical experiences just too good like i said this in the last recording as well it just has such a way with words that i just like no. i could just listen to you forever like, i don't even need to be here i could just like chime in every once in a while like i do like mm-hmm. yeah oh lovely amazing wow like just all the kind of like filler phrases and you could just go for like half an no, hour it's crazy um another thing that we were talking about in the last one was our kind of like musical influences yes and do you want to go first on that one sure talk, absolutely talk about your musical uh, influences I can, yes. So I loosely alluded to them through stuff through like my mum and my dad. So I definitely argue Seal is probably up there. I think a lot of his music, because he's gone through, yeah, like when you listen to some of the albums, like there are a good sort of variety of things, like his stuff in the 90s versus the stuff that he's released more recently. Like it was a bit more, I guess, kind of like, fitting the the niche i guess in the 90s at the time for that kind of music yeah. which was still really good yeah, like there are some absolute bops like kiss from a rose is always just like kiss uh, from a rose <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what that was in i think it was batman forever i think that was where it rose to prominence because it got featured in a batman Baby. Film. <laughs> uh as far as i know so that was really cool yeah uh so stuff like that as well as his more like recent stuff yeah it was batman forever um where he's done like i guess some more electronic some with like classical orchestras and stuff which is really cool Mm -hmm. he did like a whole album where it was just basically i guess you could argue a cash grab but just Mm -hmm. like covers of old songs yeah but you do it with an orchestra and it's like hey it's seal doing these songs so that'll sell and funnily enough we do listen to it because it's really really cool yeah and yeah just such a range on it's very like diverse yeah yeah absolutely just just love it to death uh other musical influences i guess although quite basic there is a good sort of like personal reason so i would argue queen is up there for me Mm -hmm. 
because for my dad that was basically like his biggest band Mm -hmm. and kind of passing that on to my brother and i that's also pretty much our biggest band i'd argue as well Mm -hmm. so we'd always have many like good stories and always enjoy hearing queen's like music but also learning other things like i had no idea before my dad told me that like brian may is like a huge like thing for him like protecting badgers really yeah like he's on like the whole like thing for like badger protection jesus which is that's so (laughs) odd yeah it's a very left field thing i guess when you're that rich you can afford to be that (laughs) odd though you just do you what you mean? want. Yeah, exactly. If not, you just get distracted by his big hair. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not really going to argue, are you? But yeah, the stuff they've done, like, because they're still going now or like before COVID and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like obviously losing Freddie was quite difficult and learning about the sort of things through watching a number of documentaries on like. It shows a lot about yeah. the, the caliber of their musicianship. Yeah, absolutely. To come back, like losing a band member is really difficult especially through something like that yeah, and, and someone like freddie yeah someone yeah. like it's hard to replace that ability yeah. in someone it's it's nigh on impossible like they've had i think a few different people as like front men when i s- saw them as my first concert which i was quite fortunate for yeah. uh they had paul rogers yeah. who's pretty good I, I have nothing against paul rogers yeah. but it's not Freddy, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the only thing. Like, now I feel like they've come probably as close as they can with Adam Lambert. Who's that? You don't know? Ah, oh, Adam Lambert. Who's that? Uh, he... Is that the Maroon 5 man? No, no, that's Adam Levine. Oh, okay. So, Adam confused. Lambert, uh, if I pull up an image, maybe you'll see or recognize from it. If you're, if you're listening, just, like, imagine a man. Oh, okay. He did like. Is he in Queen? Yeah. So he's he became the new frontman like a few years ago. Wow. So like I didn't really realize until they did like a New Year's Eve, uh, like one of the performances, and Adam Lambert was with them. Wow. And I think because of like one or two one-off performances, they were like, "Hey, do you want to just be our frontman for when we tour and stuff?" So, yeah, they've done it uh, for a lot. He was on American Idol. Okay. In the like late two thousands. Yeah. And yeah, from like twenty. That star churner. Yeah, yeah, like twenty. American Idol. A glorious show. Yeah, from. <laughs> yeah, like twenty. Oh, they did a, they did something on X Factor. That was it initially in like 2014, 2015. Yeah. And then they just toured together for a number of years. Oh no. Nice. But he's, his range and his like, ability is argued to be very similar to Freddy's. To Freddy, yeah. So I definitely recommend for, for you and also for those at home, like find a performance from Queen and Adam Lambert because okay. it is yeah, yeah. like pretty damn good. I know it's not Freddy, but what he does with it, I'd argue is still like, still like the closest yeah. you're going to get to a Freddy-esque performance. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. hard to sort of like be that's a really difficult like thing to follow or i imagine it's quite horrible to be like compared yeah to someone so great and then you're like but i guess you have to shake that off shake off that comparison as well because like mm. it's an evolution of a band you know yeah. like once that kind of happens bands evolve and like the queen of now is not the queen of then so you just kind of have to move with it you know mm-hmm. you'll always be compared to him but like you're not him and that's the whole point yeah yeah that's absolutely the whole thing. 
Uh, but yeah, I'd argue probably both Seal and Queen, I guess, yeah, maybe the two sort of biggest influences, like from my mom and from my dad. Yeah. And just kind of everything else that I've experienced in my life, I feel like those two have always been just kind of there. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, but enough about me. What about you? Who um, would you argue are your musical influences? My musical influences, everything, my biggest inspiration in music as well as in life is my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of this music, because he listens to everything. Also, mum, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, I, mum, like, you are also a massive inspiration to me as well, but I'm just talking about this. But, like, my dad, my da- the way that, like, the stuff that my dad used to listen to and the stuff we used to listen to, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd, li- we'd be listening to um, Blondie and then we'd be listening to Stevie Wonder and then we'd be listening to Another Fighter Call 76. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where music is like, and that's why music is such a big part of my life, mm-hmm. is because it's always, I was constantly around it. Yeah. In the six track in the car, mm-hmm. in like at home, on the radio, all that sort of stuff. And then like later on through Spotify and stuff like that as well. It's just always, my dad is like such a massive influence on me. Mm-hmm. And I think someone like Stevie Wonder, a hundred percent, is like Stevie Wonder is one of those people where, like, if if Stevie were to die, I would cry, and mm-hmm. I'd need like to take a day off. Yeah, you know? that would be one of that. He's one of those people. Those al- albums that kind of signify kind of like my re- my relationship with my dad and my relationship with my brother and all that sort of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of car journeys where you listen to Individions from from cover to cover. Yeah, those car journeys where you listen to the songs songs of the key of life from cover to cover, mm-hmm. and you just have like fantastic memories. You know, I think a lot of the, my musical influences are attached to a lot of memories. Yeah, you know, um, so definitely Stevie, definitely kind of in the rap world as well. Kind of maybe most deaf, mm-hmm. I think as well, just because it, again memories of like he's the reason I'm kind of with my with my girlfriend because like that's how we met off like I bought that vinyl and then like we started talking about the vinyl and then was it one of those like sort of movie-esque moments like you both went for the same vinyl no (laughs) no (laughs) she she uh shout out Bella love you um (laughs) she like I I I bought the I got the vinyl for Christmas and then she um she dm'd me about it she was like oh like I love that album and that's how we got talking Wow. Yeah. So like, it's that simple. Why, <laughs> why am I not the successful man? What's the deal? I need to stop buying vinyl. That's clearly my issue. Oh and, dear. And then, but also that album, uh, we went on a family holiday to Greece when I was fourteen, and that okay. was back in the day before I had Spotify, and that was yeah. the only album I had downloaded on my phone. Wow. So I just listened to it. it's the Ecstatic by Most Def, and I listened to that okay. album from cover to cover, from cover to cover, from cover to cover. I know every word, and like, it's just. That album has had like a big influence on the way I think about stuff, mm. but like I don't know. I think m- in terms of musical influences, I couldn't really pinpoint any just because of like the plethora of music upon which I grew up. Yeah, you know, and the way in which I listen to music and the way and like I guess like we were kind of like we've maybe alluded to the the way my inspiration of my music and my biggest musical inspirations are my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. And the way in which, like, I pick pick up music these days is from my friends. Yeah. Like, and attaching music to people I love is the is the thing that inspires me and influences mm-hmm. me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it would be my dad, whether it would be my friends, whether it would be my girlfriend, mm-hmm. asking people, oh, what's that? Asking people, oh, what's this? I don't really find yeah, like, the, yeah. or- the organic way of, like, I, I say organic, but just the way in which I find music, my biggest inspirations are the people who I love because they inspire the music that I, I listen to. Mm-hmm. And then that inspires me. You know, so yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't say it was kind of any two, any I don't know, like any kind of musicians in particular, but it's just the people from who I get mm. the music inspiring me every day. 
you know yeah, and yeah. Like, that's I think that's kind of the most important thing to me and I attach music to the social element of it like I was saying before mm-hmm. the most important the most the thing that I enjoy most about music and the thing that I love about music is the social aspect yes and asking someone like when they play a tune what's that and then there's a conversation to be had mm-hmm. and like you're finding off people and seeing people and listening to what people are listening to so I would yeah I would I would say that I don't really have any direct influences Mus- I have I have obviously have music musical influences yeah but it's bigger than that for me mm-hmm. yeah definitely no i get that yeah. it made me um think as well i, I mentioned my mum and my dad but i must also mention my brother as well <laughs> I feel like we discussed it in the uh, in the first recording um of how for like the early 2010s my music taste was quite poor like i would listen to the <laughs> no. stuff for my fa- like that my family would listen to but like the stuff on my phone was just like one disclosure album and like the pentatonics like entire discography pretty much which is very narrow like after you listen to that same stuff over and over again it, it will like, just get boring but it's the stuff but it's the stuff that i feel like when you're talking about musical influences as well it's the stuff that inspiration can come from anywhere yeah and it doesn't matter the stuff that like you might listen to you might hear a song from tiktok mm-hmm. now and that might chime with you in a way that's just like i might listen to i don't know songs in the key of life yeah you know and like there's obviously this kind of it, just because like their music may be considered shit or like whatever <laughs> by by a certain group of people like yeah it's it doesn't all about mean it's wrong it feel, no, it no. feels to you you know like mm-hmm. it's pentatonics like I, I used to listen to pentatonics back in the day and like i have friends who used to listen to pentatonics and love that love mm-hmm. that type of stuff you know like it's just that's why that's the beauty, beauty of it it's deeply personal yeah. you absolutely know? Yeah. um so yeah i was gonna mention my brother as well shout out ollie uh, <laughs> Shout out! Great guy. Uh, he very much like expanded my knowledge of music because we would normally like. I think one of the biggest things growing up for him and I was when we would play like FIFA and Call of Duty and stuff together. Yeah, yeah. And when we do that, we would normally have music on in the background. Yeah, definitely. And stuff like that because I would like we had like one really old Windows XP computer in our office. Yeah. Like, it, basically a dinosaur but it could still run spotify <laughs> and we still had little speakers yeah it's fantastic and yeah he like through him i was able to experience a lot more like i guess like rap and r&b stuff like i before then like i hadn't really heard of people like kendrick lamar and mm-hmm. frank ocean and stuff like that i know yeah. those are all very like obvious names in those genres but sometimes it just takes someone to like show you that or like one person it's on in the background yeah like channel orange is fantastic yeah um what good kid mad city and stuff like that for for kendrick as well Mm -hmm. like i resonate with those as well for different reasons because again like you i associate the music with memories yeah absolutely definitely definitely well, I feel like we've done 40 minutes again. Yeah. So <laughs> we've done like, 40 minutes already. Yeah. Damn. Uh, okay. I, I feel like we should leave it there for today, maybe. We can, yes. But I feel like there is maybe one final question. Oh, we can yeah. maybe solve. Uh, do you have a song recommendation or a current fave song that you're listening to? Either one of them. I would like to change the one that I d- from the one <laughs> I did before. Okay, sure. Um, I mean... They will never know the other one you did. So I'd like to choose Stylin by Saint with an E, because I okay. think that is just like I've been listening to him a lot recently, and it's one of those, it's one of those ones. 
I'm telling you, like TikTok has changed music. It's mm-hmm. one of those ones where you know where you come on a TikTok and it's like, ah, oh, here's ten artists from some South London that you should yeah, be listening yeah. to right now. And it's, it's Saint is one of these guys. He's got a song called like Champagne or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then this one, Styling, just like a smooth guy. Yeah. Really, really smooth, and the way in which he raps and and like the instrumentals are really, really nice. Ooh. So like, I'm really okay. getting into him at the moment, 100. percent Okay, that's a, that's a very good shout. I am going to stick rather than twist uh, <laughs> on, my, uh, on my suggestion. So it is a band called Cosmos's Midnights. They are an Australian duo. Yeah. Uh, they released an album last year called Yesteryear. And on that is probably going to be like my top song of 2021. I already know it just because it's Only so... Much. Give it time. But it's just so groovy. <laughs> like, if you, we'll maybe listen to these songs afterwards. Yeah. But... It's called Habital and it features age, sex, location, but it's just so, yeah, it's just so groovy. Like mm-hmm. the intro, like from the first like eight bars, you can already tell this is going to be like a party kind of like vibe to it. Yeah. And then there's like such a groovy bass line. Happy music. And you progress through it and there's like a wonderful bridge where it's like just harmonies yeah. and you build up a layers and it just goes through a lot. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like the core feeling is just like we were talking about like feel good music music that is just good definitely that doesn't need to be thousands of layers like some musicians do or it doesn't need to be like auto-tuned or have borrowed off youtube beats yeah it can just be don't get at soundcloud rappers i didn't say it i didn't say it rappers borrowed off youtube beats. you you mentioned it not me (laughs) 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 we'll we'll have that discussion another time i'm sure but it's just yeah, not like loads of fancy things, just really good instruments and good players and good vocalists producing a really fun song. That's what music's about. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's what music's about. And that's what like drew me to it. And the rest of their album is fantastic as well. I couldn't maybe recall the other songs, but I'm yeah. from what I remember, they're all really nice. All kind of similar sort of, not like depressing, yeah. uh, just nice kind of like, keep it going kind of vibe so yeah, that's my sick. that's my pick and that's what music's all about ladies and gentlemen it is indeed the social aspect the social we're all about the social <laughs> uh, um thank you for listening yes hopefully you hopefully you've listened <laughs> to all of it to hopefully all of the it. audio is better yeah i think it is it should be fine wonderful that's yeah. that's great to hear our little uh, anti-joke interruption yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's our end joke <laughs> uh but yeah thank you very much for listening Thanks hopefully for you listening. made it all the way to the end Hope you have a good rest of your day or week or wherever you're listening. Uh, Stay safe and stay well. We're still in the midst of COVID and the pandemic. but Stay safe, have fun, and look after your mental and physical health. Yes, absolutely. There is light at the end of the tunnel. We just got to keep strong and keep persevering to get to that light. All right. But we're going to. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks.